Hey guys, this is the Final Fan Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Topless, and for all you grand uppers out there, this podcast is for you. Tonight, we're joined by former Hashtag United player, it's Kane. How are you, mate? Hello, mate. Not too bad. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. Thank you very much for coming on. It's great to have you. Not a problem. Thank you for having me, gents. No problem. It's a pleasure, mate. So, first question. How did you start? How did you get into football? Do you know what? This is a question that doesn't really come up much. Um, (laughs) So, it'd be nice to actually explain um, how I got into football. Um... And sort of my background on, on you know the whole the whole love of the game. Um, I never actually I never actually started um, being involved with football or, or even attending and watching games until I was around seven or eight. So quite quite late on. I mean, you, you see it. You know, it, it, a lot of a lot of people start playing football from such a young age. Um, but I was I was different. I mean, <laughs> I mean. For me, I was interested in other things, and, and um, yeah, football didn't really come around to me until until a later stage. But that was mainly to do with um, my dad and my uncle. Um, my dad, um, he followed he followed Blackburn, um, all because of Alan Shearer. <laughs> um, so yeah, he, he sort of got me kicking the ball a little bit, and then yeah, it fell in from there really. And then my uncle, he uh, he took me to uh, my first ever ever game, which was. Uh, West Ham United and uh, yeah I just fell in love with the game from there really seasons to get older for for a long time and it just it just grew on from there um, and after attending a few games I mean I just had to start playing for a team and that's really when I started to uh, fall in love with the game a lot and, and had to just you know just play so yeah mainly my dad and uh, my uncle really got me involved with it and you know, I, I don't think uh, I don't think if it wasn't for them, then I wouldn't be playing football or, or enjoying it. So, yeah, thanks to them too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fantastic. So, uh, a big fan of the Hammers. Massive. Um, <laughs> I was a uh, season ticket holder for thirteen years at uh, Upton Park, um, and for me, obviously, I, I mean, we'll, we'll come on to that at a later stage in, in the podcast, but. Um, I mean, 13 years of season ticket older, I've seen it all. Um, <laughs> you know, as a West Ham fan, you don't expect to to do well every season. Um, but you know, I'm uh, I'm enjoying this season without a doubt. Um, we're doing all right. I can't complain. Um, I was a bit un unsure about Moyes coming back, but he's come back and he's uh he's done a job. So I mean, I can't I can't complain. But we're having a we're having a top season, and I just hope we can. Uh, we can battle it out and, and hopefully get Europa League, but I'll be happy with a top top eight finish, hundred percent. Well, West Ham are that sort of club, mate. They are. When you look at all the ninety-two, West Ham are one of the elite clubs, in my opinion. That's not because they were took up most of the nineteen sixty-six team. They're a huge club. They have fans all over the world. They're a very respectable club, for sure. They they should be in the top eight every season, in my opinion, on that stature. We all th- we all think that, and then all of a sudden it just uh, it just goes to pot. But um, but this season I can uh, I can feel it. I mean we're we're hoping to get Europe, but um, it's going to be it's going to be a push, especially with the little run we have now. But you never know; it's never over until uh, until the fat lady sings. So yeah, looking forward to the rest of the season. <laughs> Indeed, maybe yeah, you definitely got the squad for it this season. I think, though, definitely. Oh, 100 percent, definitely some good signings in there, and um, yeah, it's every happy days.
One thing I'd like to touch off on is a a lot of people what's come onto the podcast, uh, they've said about their worst stadiums they've visited is stadiums what's got a a running track around it. So like you said, you've been up to park and then you've transitioned over to the London Stadium. What do you think of the new stadium? Um, If I'm honest, the reason I never renewed a season ticket or... um, you know, never wanted to, to carry on going is because of the Olympic Stadium. And that's just my opinion. I know um a lot of people love it. And I know that you've got to you've got to, you know, move move or build grounds to, to progress as a club. Um and for me, I mean Upton Park was all I ever knew and, and majority of West Ham fans ever knew. Um and the, the, it's just a, it's just not for me. I'm not a fan of it. The running track alone, I mean I've been twice to the uh, London Stadium, and uh, it's just—it's just not me. I mean, compared to when I sat in my seat at Upton Park, um, I felt really close to the pitch, um, and you know, you felt like you was almost on it. Basically, um, the London Stadium is—it's—it's it's not. No, I, can't, I, I don't like it. Um, it's just too far back, and the atmosphere is not as good as it was at Upton Park. Um, and I mean, I mean, a lot of teams didn't like coming to Upton Park just purely because of the uh, the atmosphere. And um, I mean, the banter between fans was was unbelievable at Upton Park. But at the London Stadium, it's 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 not it's not a football stadium. It's not a football stadium, and I think that's where a lot of people um, go wrong with it. But some people love it. I mean, it's, this that's just my opinion. I'm I'm not a fan of it at all. Um, but as I say, if, if clubs need to do it to progress, then so be it. Um, but yeah, that, I'm, I'm not a fan of it, if I'm honest. <laughs> I'd rather have stayed at Upton Park and, and carried on from there. I mean, I, I've mentioned that I, I think it, the, the I've not been to the ground myself. I'm, I will do one day, I'm sure. It feels, from from an outsider, it feels like a, an, an American stadium, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know it does. I mean? yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just a big bowl basically and yeah. it's it's not as I say it's not a football stadium it was purely built for the Olympics so um, it's it's not football bound at all um, but the club are trying to make it similar to the Epsom Park feel but it's not going to have that same effect at all um, so yeah for me I would definitely stay at Upton Park and, and continued from now I mean that last season we had at Upton Park anyway we was we was battling for Europe and, and, you know, we got into Europe in the end, but, well, I say got into Europe. We, uh, we fell out quite, quite early on. Um, but yeah, that, honestly, if, if clubs have got a stadium like Upton Park, then they should really think about staying there or building on the plot where, where the stadium is. Um, and I think that's where we could have done that. We could have built maybe on, on, on Upton Park, but, um, you know, it wasn't to be. The move was the move was set in stone. So, I mean, the whole thing with the owners as well. That that Upton Park move, it was make the decision to move stadium and then ask fans how they feel. Um, they could have done it the opposite way around, but that's just that's just the way it went. Unfortunately, that's a terrible shame because I mean, for me, a Liverpool fan years ago. West Ham away at the weekend, you think, oh, no. Because Upton Park, every single season you're in the Premier League, West Ham took points off one of the big teams at Upton Park. Every single season. 
now when you got West Ham away, I'm thinking, oh yeah, we'll, we'll batter them this week. We're probably going by two or more. <laughs> it doesn't feel like the, it doesn't feel like the same club. I mean, I can imagine if I, I mean, for for my personal point of view, Upton Park is the one ground I wish I had the chance to see. It's my biggest regret because I think it would have been incredible. Um, it's, it, it was great. It was great, honestly. I mean, the whole match day feel. I mean, going up with friends yeah. and and you know pubs around the corner. Literally, you could stay in there until near enough kickoff and still make make the three o'clock time. So, um, yeah, it's it's one place that you know will always stand out and will always be my sort of place where. You know, I fell in love with football even more. So, yeah, massive, massive part of me, that. I've, I've mentioned this to Ben and other ground-upper friends. You might disagree with me on this, babe, but it, it feels... It's the closest thing I've seen since Wimbledon, MK Don sort of thing. Mm. Like, you've moved it out of West Ham and it's not the same. Like, I can't imagine now I'm forever blowing bubbles feels the same there than it does at Upton Park. Yeah, it doesn't. Not at all. Um, <laughs> just the pure fact that they try and, I think they try and play the speakers a little bit louder than, than anything now. But um, at Upton Park, it was more enclosed. It was more, it was just, it, it, there was more passion now. And then the whole thing about standing up and sitting down as well at Upton Park, depending on where you sat, no one sat down. Um, it was pu- purely standing for 90 minutes, singing, um, you know, chanting. And then you go to the London Stadium, there's literally a handful of, of areas that actually allow you to stand. And most of the time, it's stewards telling you off because you're standing up. Um, and we never got that Upton Park. We never had that. Um, so all of a sudden, a massive change um, due to health and safety, so they say. Um, yeah, it's, it's strange. It's strange, but nothing will ever top um, the days at Upton Park for me. Not at all. Yeah, because with, with your home teams as well, you get the... You get the same people on the stalls selling merchandise like scarves, pins and all that. It's the yeah. same bars, the same bar, bar stuff and all that. All the friends gather in the same place. And now I, mean, I saw a guy on Copper 90 say that uh, when you get to that Stratford station, you either go to the shops or you go for the football and it's just not the same at all. It's not. And I mean, as you say, you mentioned about the stalls and stuff. Literally, I remember going, yeah. I remember going to Upton Park and you see the same people every single week and... It's it's just that had that family feel, and I remember going to my yeah. first game at the London Stadium, and the program sellers they was all they was all different people. They was all official sort of London Stadium workers, if 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 I can name them that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a lot of people didn't get the opportunity to to move with the club, so that was a shame. Um, and as you say, Westfields itself is I can't imagine how shoppers feel on a weekend seeing like thousands of football supporters turn up and walk through you know Westfields and hang around drinking and wandering around and stuff I just I, yeah I don't know how a shopper would feel but it was a nightmare just to get to the station and the stadium and the, the, the walk was ridiculous I mean queues lines um, stewards holding up sort of go and stop signs it, it was ridiculous you, you spend more time trying to get out of the ground um, and get into your car or, or the train and it's it's ridiculous, but um, I mean I'll, I'll, I'll never go again if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, that's just it's just a nightmare, honestly. Such a shame. I I, I completely agree. It's like I, I've managed to get to both both stadiums, and as a Sheffield United fan, the animosity animosity Upton Park was big because it was the first time. Both clubs met each other since the Carlos Tevez saga and stuff what went on. So 
Being at Upton Park, the atmosphere was absolutely incredible all the way through the 90 minutes and even in, even up until the penalty shootout, what happened. And then last season, going to the London Stadium, I'm just looking around it, and I was quite close to the front and you still seem so far away mm. when you're one of the, even at the front row. And it just seems so lifeless as well compared to Upton Park. There's, it doesn't seem like there's anything to it. No, and as I say, if, if if a club's lucky enough to have a stadium like Upton Park, then they either need to stay and keep it or, or rebuild um, on top of it. Um, but you don't get you don't get well apart from the lower divisions. You don't get many stadiums like that anymore. And um, I think it's 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 been a real letdown really for 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 the club. But um, you've got to move on and you've got to try and progress as a club. And if that's the way to do it, then so be it. As long as they stick to stick to the promises and uh, stick to you know the the ways of playing, then I'm sure every West Ham fan would be would be full, fully behind them still. So. Yeah, that's my that's my take on it. I mean, I'm I'm very much in the camp of don't move grounds. Mm. Um, I, I do agree. I like what Tottenham did though. They rebuilt their ground on the exact same site. I mean, West Ham had, had, had that stand along the side that was just one tier. They could have easily developed that to to a double tier or more, that which would have increased the capacity. But you know, even if they just knocked it down and built yeah. it on the exact same site, the same place, I mean, would you? I'm sure you would be a lot happier with that, wouldn't you? I mean, I would have been happy with that. I mean, I, I did see there, there was plans. I believe that um, the, the, the the single stand there was the uh, the chicken run stand, the chicken running, um, where we're all cooped up and <laughs> covered by uh, stewards. But um, yeah, that was the uh, that was one, that was the oldest stand that was there. Um, and I think they did look at developing and, and rebuilding it. But I think there was something to do with the height as well, with the flats next door and. Yeah, and it got, all got a bit complicated, and then they just decided, you know what, we can't build on it. What, 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 what alternative can we have? And all of a sudden, this is what happened: the London Stadium. So, um, yeah, I mean, as I say, I wish it did remain because it's a massive, massive part of me uh, and a lot of West Ham supporters. Um, and it's a shame to see such a historical ground literally turn into into flats so um, yeah it's a shame it's a shame so if we if we speak about your footballing career then you said you got into football late so what what made you then decide that, that you want to play football and what have you how did you progress to the non-league level you're at now um, so when I when I started playing um, for me, it was just about just playing a game of football, enjoying it, um, and just having a kick around. Um, and then, obviously, I met you know new new people, become really good friends, um, and then we just started helping each other out and playing football in our spare time and, and and developing, improving, enjoying our football, and going all the way through Sunday league level. Um, and I've come across some really, really good people at, um, at Sandy League level. I mean, to a point where I've, I'm, I'm friends with um, a lot of a lot of players that are in the pro game now. Um, one player that I'm in contact with every other day, um, every so often, is uh, Olorena, um, who's at Fulham now. Um, he he played with me at Sandy League level, um, and I remember the day that he was 
Um, he was scouted by by Chelsea, um, and after seeing that, I mean, it only spurred me on to to want that to happen to me. Um, so I really sort of started to take my football a little bit more seriously at that level. Um, it then got to a point where your Sunday your Sunday league uh, days end, um, and there was an opportunity for me to to actually progress into a higher a higher league um at that at that level which was the eastern junior alliance and this is where these youth teams are connected with actual non-league clubs um so i got the opportunity to to trial um at an ega side um which was far up football club and um they're not around anymore um they've uh, actually folded as a whole club um that's 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 due to due to the owner and stuff. But um, for me, I mean, I remember going to this trial and there was loads of boys there, um, a number of boys from my team and loads of boys from external teams elsewhere. And yeah, it, it was basically a trial. And I remember at the end of the trial, um, a keeper got chosen, um, another lad, and all of a sudden I just thought to myself, you know what, I'm not going to get picked. And then my the, the final name was mine. So literally, I remember just sitting there, just thinking, "Wow, I've actually been selected to to stay at this site." Um, and yeah, for me, the Eastern Junior Alliance is somewhere that you can learn and develop under high-level coaches, um, play against some really tough sides, um, and have an opportunity to progress into the senior setup. And I've been—I was at Farrah Football Club for a long, long time. Um, majority of, majority of my football career at that age really was um, Farrah Football Club. Um, I remember going from the Eastern Junior Alliance from under 14s, I believe it was, all the way through to the reserve team set up. And for me, that's where I really got my introduction to senior football. Um, and I remember training at the reserve level from under 15s. So I was, I'm, I'm quite old on that part, on, on that part. So I was 15 and training at reserve team level was a real eye opener. Um, just the physicality alone and the speed of, of, of football was incredible. Um, and as a 15 year old boy, you, you're not used to that. So you can imagine my first session <laughs> was a bit of a, a torrid time, but um, I had to, uh, had to learn and adapt very quickly because it was, um, it was something that I got introduced to early on. And I was constantly invited back to train with the reserves. Um, and I wasn't, I'm not, I mean, I'm not the biggest of players now, um, physicality wise, but um, at, at that age, it was a massive, massive eye opener. And, and um, yeah, I, I think I've learned, you know, how to be strong, not having that sort of physicality. Um, so I'm quite, I'm quite lucky really to learn the senior level game from that early on and just constantly um, be involved with, with senior players. Um, and then from there, I've played, played a number of games at reserve level, um, been training with the first team at, at Farrakh at the time. And then, yeah, just, just pretty much tried my hardest to, to, to prove to the gaffer that, you know what, I, I deserve a chance to, to play first team. Um, it was ne that never come about for me at Farrakh because there was a lot of um, very, very good players at Farrakh Football Club. And it was it was a lot of competition, and I'm one of those players that if a player's better than me, then 
you know, they're gonna obviously gonna be selected or if they're older than me, of course they're gonna be selected. Um but I was happy enough at that time to play reserve team football and just get the minutes in the in, in the tank and uh and keep on learning. So yeah, from from there really that's my introduction to to non league football. Um and then yeah, that's that's I've, I've pretty much gone around most clubs around my area. Um yeah, but there was a there was a phase where I did stop, um, and I'm sure we'll come into that in a minute. But yeah, that, that's that's my introduction really to, to to football at that level. And uh, what what position do you play, Kane? So I currently play right back um, now. Um, years ago, I was a midfielder, and then as soon as I hit reserve team football, I transitioned from a midfielder to uh, a fullback. So I think that naturally happens anyway to to. Most wide midfielders, if they've got a, if they've got a good defensive mind about them, then majority of the time they, they get transitioned into into a fullback position or or another defensive position. So, yeah. So, but I enjoy fullback. I, I love I love the grind. I love the graft, and uh, that's just me anyway. But um, I love I love defending, and it gives me a chance to go forward a little bit as well. So, best of both worlds. Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of players in the past as well that have, have transitioned to midfielder and right back. Philip Blanc mm-hmm. being one of them. Yeah, uh, and there's the talk of uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold playing midfield one day. But uh, <laughs> yeah, right back is one of those. It's, a, it's an interesting position, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you like to get forward quite a lot and get a few assists. Try, yeah, try chance. to. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I do like <laughs> to get up and down. Um, but for me, the, the defending part is 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 something that I get a buzz off. So um, yeah, I enjoy that. I enjoy defending. So, am I right in saying you were the current main uh, main baker? Yes, player? currently at uh, main baker. Um, this is something that obviously um, came around during my time at hashtag as well. Um, and yeah, that, 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 man baker are brilliant. Uh, the players are, are are fantastic to to be around and to play with. Um, the, the gaffers as well, the management team, absolutely brilliant. Uh, they've supported me through um, the phase from hashtag to, to man baker um and yeah they, they're brilliant you know and at that time it was me being a hashtag and obviously being loaned out i'll just I'll, it may be even hungrier just to, to to progress um and just enjoy my football a lot more as well um but no man baker great great club great people real real family feel at the club um and it's just been obviously a tough tough time for us all at the moment um, in terms of, of COVID and, and, you know, the whole thing that's going on. But in football terms, it's been, it's been a nightmare th- 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 these last two seasons. What have you done to sort of keep fit then in terms of with what's happening? Because one minute you've got a date set and the next thing you know, you're not playing on that day anymore or the league gets normal voice. So what you've been doing to, Make sure that you're ready for when you're ready to kick. Um, so, but I'm 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 a teacher. I'm a PE teacher, so I've got a lot of uh, I've got access to equipment um, that I can uh, I can borrow and and, and use um, in my time. Um, but I, I I love running. I believe it or not, a lot of people are probably slate me for saying that, but um, I like running. Um, I'm out every day. Um, you know, getting getting uh, kilometers in the tank. I'm, I'm doing fives and tens and. Here and there, I'm doing a half marathon. So um, I've done a lot of running. Um, I'm out on my own sometimes doing um, a technical session with a ball. Um, 
and then sometimes I'm getting a friend involved who's, who's you know, who's putting me through the paces uh, and me vice versa. Um, I'm doing a lot. I'm doing a lot and I'm feeling, I'm feeling quite fit. I'm feeling strong. So I'm, I'm just hungry and, and ready to, to kickstart for next season. And I mean, that's, that's just me in, in, in a nutshell anyway. I mean, a lot of people would say to me that, oh, Kane, you're, you're busy, you're, you, you know, you're, you're doing too much. But when you've got a number of friends that are playing the pro game and you see them training every day and, you know, you, I want to be where they are. Um, and that's, that's, that's the end line of it, really. I want to be what, you know, I want to be where they are doing what they're doing every day. Um, and if I'm training every day, I'm at least that one step closer to, to doing that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm feeling good. A lot of running, definitely a lot of running. Um, and we're back to obviously the, uh, the one-to-one sessions now. Um, with Man Baker, so um, it's definitely uh, getting the legs back up and going with the ball and being put through the paces again. So, yeah, no, but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Just a lot of running. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, what what, what league uh, may I So, Baker we were in, in the league, uh, the yep. Eastern Counties uh, Division. League below um, Hashtag, the Essex Senior. Um, so, being in that league with Hashtag, obviously, I know, know the opposition um, and Basically, it's given me a base to actually know how teams play. And, yeah, it was, to be fair, I remember going out on loan and my, being involved with the league games at that time. Obviously, being at Hashtag, you get a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of notice um, and people do find out who you are. So, being on loan um, during that time I was at Hashtag as well, you find out that supporters know who you are and managers know who you are. And it was a... 50-50 um, response from from those clubs. Um, I had a lot of supporters uh, give me a bit of stick. Um, I had a few players find out who I am and want to absolutely, you know, take my leg off at one point in, in games. Um, and then other managers have, you know, wanted to speak to me about, you know, the whole hashtag journey and, and Harris going. And, um, but yeah, no, it was a mixed... It was a mixed um, response from clubs but I'm just there to, to play my football and enjoy it um, and yeah if other players get a little bit sour because of you know the opportunities I've had then so be it <laughs> you know so but yeah no it's it's, um, it's a league that is, is very competitive 100% um, and there's a lot of good teams in there that will give you a good game every single week you probably you could look at a league table and say Oh, they're, they're, they're mid-table, they're, you know, they're going to be average, they're bottom of the table, they're not going to give us a good game, but you'll find that bottom of the table would go and beat top of the table by a few fair goals in one game. So it's very mixed um, and you've always got to be on top of your game, really, because every team will turn up. So it's a very good league. Um, we're hoping to hopefully get out of it, hopefully next season. Um, missed out on two opportunities now to get out of it. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking... This season, it has to be this one. So, what 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 step in the oh, league is is the man? Top my head. Um, yeah. Step ah, uh, Eastern County. Mess up here, and I. Uh, I couldn't tell you if I'm honest. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't really look at the steps. <laughs> I just look at the leagues, and I just know which leagues. Um, I just know which league is lower and and, yeah. and higher above each other. So, um, I couldn't tell you. I think it's steps. Seven is it? I don't know. Steps. I, don't, I, can't, I honestly couldn't tell you. 
So, I've only, I've, we've only kept her on steps just because of which grams we'll have. Really, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> everybody. <laughs> but uh, if a ha- hashtag then, so how, how did how did that come about? Playing for hashtag United, the famous <laughs> YouTube team that's all of a sudden no, got honestly, into the non-league. Um, what was that? Like? Sorry, this all come around. I mean, I was I was at Tilbury Football Club at the time, um, that under twenty three level, mm-hmm. and this the, the under twenty threes were finishing up one season. Uh, and the current first team manager at that time um, was Joe Keith, um, who is assistant over at Hashtag Now. Um, so I I walked up to Joe at the end of an under twenty three game, which he which he took, and I just asked the question. I said, Joe, I said, obviously next season there's no under twenty threes. What's what's the plan for us us players? And I had a chat with Joe, um, exchanged details, and he invited me over to uh, pre season for Tilbury. Um, started training, played a few games in pre-season. Um, and then he was obviously very, very good friends with uh, Devs, um, who he's coached with for a number of years. Um, and it turns out, obviously, Devs had taken the, the hashtag United job, um, who we also just played in pre-season as well, which was a bit of a mad one. Um, but yeah, Joe said to me, look, I've got a, a, my... My friend, he's, he's manager at Hashtag United. Um, would you like to go over on loan? Um, he's looking for, for experienced fullbacks, young fullbacks. Um, would this interest you? And at that time, I knew straight away that if this is an opportunity to go and play first-team football somewhere, then I'll take it. Um, at that time, I didn't know... I knew of Hashtag, but I didn't know really sort of how big this, this team really, really was at that time. Um, and I remember going over for my first game, and honestly, it was a it was a mind blowing and and sort of um, unique opportunity, uh, shall we say? And I remember my first game going over, and I'm seeing all the cameras, and I'm thinking, "Whoa, what's what's going on?" So, uh, yeah, they, the club spoke to me about the cameras and saying, "You know, this is what we do in in the changing rooms, blah blah blah." Um, and at first, as a as a player who's only played um, at many non-league clubs, you don't expect to see cameras around um, the change rooms and stuff. So it's a bit, it was a bit weird to me to start with, but it grew on me uh, throughout the time. And uh, it, you, you don't really realise the cameras are actually there rolling. So, um, but that first game for me, is it was just nice to go over, um, see what the club's about, get involved. And um, yeah, the, the club really did grow, really grow on me. Um, during that time, um, and yeah, that the whole the whole experience is just something that I'll take away for forever. Really, I mean, people have their opinions on the club. Um, a lot of people are here even nowadays. I mean, a lot of people mention money. Um, you know the things that happen behind the scenes, but the club is absolutely fantastic, and the people that help run the club, the people that are involved with the club, you know, managers, players. It is a real family tied club. It's it's absolutely fantastic. And the whole the whole journey for me was absolutely unbelievable. That first season where a YouTube side goes into non league, you're gonna get stick. You're gonna get stick and I think that that whole season, that whole first season I was there was just a mind blowing a mind blowing journey. And Honestly, the club, the club are absolutely brilliant, and I don't care what anyone says. They, 
they I want them to have the most success um, because they deserve it and the work that everyone puts into that club is is brilliant. That, that's that's great to hear, pals. Absolutely. Um, I think, like you say, they're getting a lot of stick. I, th- I think the name itself will probably get some players. Yeah. Who the hell <laughs> yeah. are these guys? You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> I mean, in, t- in terms of the club as well, I mean, they're doing quite well financially, progressing, I believe, from last time I heard. Um, one thing I do know about the club is that they've been playing at different grounds, mm. home games. Is the plan to get their own ground? I one believe day? so. I believe that's in in there somewhere. Um, depending on how long that takes. Um, you know, it is what it is, but um, that's definitely something that I can see the club doing and I can only imagine that it would be an absolutely fantastic facility. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll dare say as well, the club is massive um, for linking its supporters with, with the club as well. So I'm, I'll dare say there'll be opportunities for for the community to be involved as well. Um, and yeah, it, the club is going in the right direction and if they continue to do what they're doing on the pitch, then there's no doubt that they can keep climbing the leagues and, and the steps and and really push themselves to to be in you know a really serious, really serious situation. So, um, you know, honestly, as I say, I wish nothing but the best for the club. Um, they were brilliant to me. The support they showed me throughout my time there was was outstanding. You know, and I made a lot of a lot of new friends and. and you know, I still speak to the boys now and, and, and managers now and we get on really well. So, um, yeah, that club is absolutely fantastic. And if anyone gets, to, you know, gets an opportunity to go and watch them, go and watch them. I mean, you'll, you'll soon find out why um, everyone loves that club. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable from what's been grown from just a YouTuber with his mates playing football to what it is now is outstanding. You You, you can't, you can't make that up. <laughs> nah, it's, it's a great story, mate, as well. And uh, like you say there about going to watch a game, I, I once told, well, a group of year 10 boys, I said to them, right, give me a grand you all want me to write a blog post about. First grand that came out of the mouth, <laughs> hashtag United. <laughs> I said, um, well, I mean, it, it's a long way away, I said. Um, but I definitely, it's something that definitely interests me. I hope the same for you, Ben, and hopefully Jack as well, if he's listening to this, I hope so. Um, but uh, I also did say that I would prefer it if if it mm. was in their own ground rather than on the road at somebody else's ground. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd definitely love to go see the club play one day. Um, and as well, I want to ask as well about how you mentioned all these cameras around. Um, did that phase you when you? Do you played? know what the first the first game? I didn't know nothing about them actually recording it. I knew I knew they recorded games, but I didn't know where they was like during the game, but. Over time, um, as, I, as I said at the start, you, you forget the cameras are there. And I mean, I've played non-league for a long time and I'm just used to not having cameras there. But being a part of that, it, it didn't phase me in the end. I just, it, it felt like the cameras wasn't there on a, on a match day to me. Um, obviously, a lot of teams turn up and they uh, they know that the, the games are filmed and live streamed um, and they want to do something to try and get their little five minutes of fame on camera. Um, and a lot of clubs have done that, <laughs> that I've uh, <clears throat> played against when at hashtag. And I've watched a few games as well where teams have turned up and they've wanted to do the same. Um, you know, but the cameras never never really phased me during a game. Um, and 
if I'm honest, as a, as a player, I wasn't really interested in in the in the whole camera thing. It was just for me playing football and you know getting that learning and development in 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 the tank. So every other every other part of hashtag that happened, i.e. you know the events and stuff, that was all an extra and that was a bonus for me. So, um, but it was really really enjoyable. And as I say, the cameras did not, you know, I didn't really even realize the cameras were there. So. Yeah, they they sort of go out your head when you start playing games anyway. Fantastic. I mean, I don't think it would be for me, mate. I think I'd be scared. But uh, just one last thing before I, I know Ben tried to get a question in there. Sorry, pal. But one last thing I've yes, so, about hashtag. Hmm. You mentioned about them climbing the league. How high can they go? Realistically, <laughs> now, I mean, they it might, but they should have gone up um, from the Essex senior um, a little while ago. Um, yeah. If I'm honest, I can see. I can see this club um, soon and soon, and hopefully heading into the uh, National League um, st- uh, standard. Um, and who knows from there on then, depending on how the club develop and, and what goes on from there, they could be on the cuff of, you know, National League Premier or or even hopefully even seeing them in the Football League one day. Um, that's the dream, and that's the dream, and. Um, but realistically, and I hope that they do climb and get a chance to, to compete in the National League. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I'd love it to happen, but I'd also love to hear Jeff Stelling say, yeah. Yeah. There's been, there's been a goal at Hashtag United. Honestly, that would be brilliant. But no, realistically, for me, I can see him climbing. Um, they've, they've got the squad to, to compete at the league above and um, and beyond, if I'm honest. Um, and as I say, I, I do hope that they can they can get into that national league setup. Hopefully, hopefully, that's that's the dream anyway. That way. So, in terms of with hashtag United again, I, I, I've watched Spencer build it from the start to what it is now, and. What about the opportunities? What's come with it? So it's not every day that a non-league side gets the opportunity to play at Wembley, and all mm. the other other stuff. What's come with that? What was um, it like? So yeah, the, the first season, obviously, um, I went over. Um, the Wembley Cup was uh, being prepared, um, and I actually wasn't involved in in, in the Wembley Cup um, squad. Um, that was due to just being um, a new player that's come over to Hashtag and it wouldn't have been fair to to see other players miss an opportunity who have been there a long time um, and have me replace them. Um, so I understood that and, you know, deep down I was I was a little bit gutted but, um, you know, on that part I, I felt, you know, it's only respectful and only right that players who have been there a long time get that opportunity. Um, but that was that was the same for a number of players as well. Um, but we was invited to, to the game and honestly, the whole experience was just an absolute, it was unbelievable. And to be, and it, the weird thing, right, the, the, the support that you, like, as a player, when you was at the, when I was at the club, the support you got from people was absolutely unbelievable. And as a, I mean, as a teacher, I mean, <laughs> I felt like I was at one point, like a, like a professional footballer at one point. I mean, I played a few games with Hashtag and I remember walking around my local shopping centre and, I'm hearing that that's that's Kane Brogan. That's 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 Kane Brogan. Oh, Kane, Kane, can I have a picture of it? And it was like, whoa, like <laughs> how do you know me? Like and it's people talking about hashtag and 
it, that was just crazy. And then to points where I'm getting messages from people abroad and overseas and saying that, you know, I'm a great player and you're my favourite player. And it's, it's honestly just crazy, absolutely crazy. And the whole Wembley Cup um, event, I remember getting to Wembley, <laughs> Wembley Station and for what must be what a, a, a literally a few minutes walk to the ground, probably took about 45 minutes to an hour just to even get from the station to the ground being stopped constantly every <laughs> every few moments for a picture um, to have a chat um, but those are the little things that you know it's, it's, it's crazy how much you have um, you, you inspire a lot of, of, of younger younger people and younger audiences um, and if, if, if a photo or even a little chat you know makes their day then happy days um, but being at Wembley for that and seeing your teammates and seeing close friends go out on that pitch and, and compete in, in a major event um, that's obviously, you know, millions of views on YouTube is just insane. And the whole day itself was just, it just felt really, really good. felt really good. And, and uh, yeah, that's something, again, that Spencer's obviously worked hard on. And, you know, he, he got a lot of success from that. And, yeah, no, it, the whole event was just unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And touching back on what you said earlier about hashtags should have, well, should be in the league above. What was your first feelings when you realised that this last season got suspended and there was going to be no promotions or relegations after after hashtag United being? Yeah, as you imagine, obviously there was a lot of uh, frustration. Um, there was a lot of, um, you know, chat going on, um, and yeah, it's it's frustrating that they've got to go back um, and start it all over again. Um, I mean, I, I, I know there was talk about the restructuring and the potentially like being promoted, but um, having to go back and restart a league is a killer. Um, but in my eyes, again, I think they have the squad. And more more than enough um, support to to go and win that league again. Um, and I say again, after being top <laughs> top twice, um, you can't write that. So third time lucky, I can see him going to doing it and going going up. Um, but yeah, no, when it got null and void, it was a very um, tough tough thing to take in. But as I say, they'll they'll go ahead. They'll they'll restart next season and they'll go up a hundred percent. And all the best, and I hope they do. Be great for the club and for everybody else who watches them. I think definitely, definitely. What one final question on hashtag, and then we'll move on because <laughs> you probably don't want to be speaking to it all the time. But as as you said that there's cameras and. Do you sort of use that coverage as your um, for an, an advantage? Obviously, you, you get to see the highlights on YouTube, and that can be pros and cons because there's always them players. Well, oh, he's had a bad game, but you don't get to see the full ninety minutes. Do you get to utilize that? Do you get to see the full ninety minutes so you can see what you're going to work on? Um, of, we do. We, we did. Oh, I did. <laughs> I'm not sure the boys still do now, but um, as you say, the highlights um, there can be pros and cons. Sometimes you're not seen on the highlights to be on the ball as, as much as you are in a game um, but 
we did uh, we did get access to to the ninety minutes for our own individual analysis, um, and that was quite nice to have actually because it was nice to go back and and look through some highlights and find the key moments that you had in the game, and even if it's a tackle, even if it's a good few amount of headers, um, it was nice to sit there and watch that, and you know, and for me, I like you know, self, self-development. So, I mean, looking back at games, I, I can look at what I can improve on, what I could do better on, my positioning. Um, so, yeah, the, the videos were a massive, massive help. Um, and and it's just nice to see that as well. Like, nice to see the videos and, um, you know, see the support and it's brilliant. But for self-analysis, for me, I like doing that and I can go through as many games as I need to go through just to, to look at every single um, aspect of my game. So, that was nice, and we did get access to to, to the games. And do you think that yes, improved you as a player um, overall? Not sure how many other players uh, utilize a software like that, um, but I utilize it, and if it helps me, so be it. But I can definitely see um, improvements in my game, improvements in even if it's just a slight movement. Um, you know, happy days. That's an improvement, um, and yeah, hundred percent. I like I like using software like that to to develop my game and also just look at just look at highlights. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. In terms of football stadiums, then what's the best stadium? We'll, we'll ask it in sort of two. What's the best stadium you've visited as a fan? Oof. The best you've played. <laughs> um, um, be as biased best, as you like. Best one I've visited. <laughs> oh wow! Um, I've I've been I've been all over the place. If I'm honest, <laughs> I mean, as a West Ham fan, I've been on many many away days. Um, oh wow! This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um, I don't want to say Tottenham. If I'm honest, I can't say that. Um, uh, that was White Hot Lane. I mean, I've been there a fair <laughs> few times. Um, God, best stadium I've ever visited. Tough one. Emirates, I've been to a few times. Um, I want to go. I want, I want to stick to the London clubs. Honestly, I want to go up north. Let's talk about up north, right? Clubs, clubs up north. Where have I been? Uh, <laughs> no, I've not been Bramble yet. <laughs> not yet. Bramble. <Brandon. laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, no. Hillsborough. <laughs> God. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Anfield. I remember going to Hull. Hull wasn't too bad, but uh, Old Trafford. <laughs> KC. <laughs> KC um, Stadium. Wow. Where else? I've been. Cool. Been a long while. Middlesbrough. Trek to the right there. Do you know what the the, prem, the Premier Manchester League clubs? I've not really visited um, the big guns. Like your Anfields, your Old Trafford's, um, your, your Etihad's. Um, Leeds, I've been to Leeds. Um, that wasn't a bad day. That wasn't a bad day. The atmosphere at Leeds was was brilliant. Um, ground wasn't too bad either. Quite historical, and uh, yeah, had a had a had a nice little bit outside. Uh, trying to think, trying to think. Wigan? No, I'm not going to say Wigan. If there's any Wigan fans, if there's any Wigan fans listening to this, I'm sorry, but <laughs> definitely not, definitely not Wigan. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with um, <laughs> I think I'm going to go with uh, Leeds I, I like that I like that stadium that I've, you know, especially in the championship season it was a very heated game um, I mean we scored 92nd minute equaliser I think it was um, 
and any sort of days out you want against Leeds as well makes it even better. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Ellen Road was a uh, was was a nice ground. Um, just the pure fact the history behind it, um, and you know the, the atmosphere was absolutely outstanding. So yeah, I'm going to go with Ellen Road. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I went with them as well. If, if, if you've seen me blog, mate, they're, they're top. Out of, six, out of 63, they're top, Leeds. I, I, I totally agree with you. Atmosphere unbelievable, incredible. honestly. Unbelievable. One of the best in the world. Hopefully, uh, fans will be let back in very soon because, honestly, the first games back are going to be absolutely brilliant. Just to hear the fans back in and the singing, the chanting. Players are going to just, they should thrive yeah. off that, hopefully. But we'll see. Yeah. And glad to say, uh, grounds that I played sure. at. Um, oh wow! Um, fair few in non-league, yeah. few, yep. few nice uh, stadiums, but I think nothing's going to top playing. I mean, I played at Upton Park, but nothing's going to top playing at Old Trafford. Um, obviously, the opportunity came with hashtag. Um, that was just pff, yeah. nothing can top that. <laughs> nothing can top that. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Not I'm filled. So sorry, but uh, honestly, oh, yeah. Old Trafford to, to get that to get that feeling of walking out and and it was, it was treated like a real a real Premier League game. You know, the tunnels lining up in in the tunnel, coming out and the pitch. And that time we went out, they just won Groundsman of the Year, so the pitch was absolutely immaculate, and it was honestly like a like a snooker table. It was unbelievable. Just pure, just pure flat grass. No, no muddy, no muddy pitches. No bobbles. No dodgy lines. No nothing. Um, it was absolutely unbelievable. And to just play in that stadium with, without without fans there, just to see the sheer size of that ground was astonishing, absolutely astonishing. And. I'll be honest. Being on the ball on that pitch, you could walk with that. You could walk with the ball. The pitch was absolutely massive, and I, we had to enjoy that moment because you don't get that long in non-league to uh, to be on the ball. So to, to be on the to be on the ball, at Old Trafford, you had to just embrace it and enjoy it because you're never going to get that opportunity again. <laughs> well, yeah, to be fair, we, it, was, uh, and, it was it was a nice stadium, event. Actually. It was, um, <laughs> Adidas uh, had put the event on. So it was nice to go down and, and honestly, we, I remember going to the stadium. We was there so early um, and it was just eager to get out there and just step on the pitch. But we had to wait so long um, <laughs> before we could step out um, to even do the warm-up. So just stand on the sideline, taking pictures and just looking at it from, from this angle, this angle. Honestly, it was unbelievable. And then when you step out, yes. It's hard to explain because I just had to enjoy every single second I was there and, and just embrace being on that pitch, kicking the ball around. So just thinking of the players that have played on on that pitch, being around, you know, behind the scenes and where players have walked. And it, honestly, it, it was unbelievable. So in terms of players, you, you've said that you keep in contact with a few uh, pros of the game now, but who's the best played player with you've played and against. with and against? Um, that's a tough one. Um, in terms of in terms of non-league, I mean, I've played with a lot of great players. A lot of great players. Um, 
And I'll be honest, there's I've got a, a close friend with um with Ross Gleed, and me and Ross have we've been we've been to clubs together. We've you know played at college level together. Um, and to be I'll be honest, and I'm not just saying it because he's a close friend, but he to see his development from the first stages of non-league to where he is now, he's honestly, it's, it's scary because this, Ross is, is, is a powerful player. And I remember Ross, you know, he, he was a different player back, back in um, the early stages of non-league. He was a different player at youth level. And to see him now is just absolutely unbelievable. He's a fantastic player. Um, and just the sheer size of him as well. He, he's, he's scary to, to even play against. Um, you wouldn't want to come up in a 50-50 with him because he would win the ball but he would take half of you with him um, and he's just he's, he's technique as well on the ball he's, he's, he's brilliant um, so playing with um, you know Ross is, is, was, was always good um, but even even Jesse Wallalassin at Hashtag Now as well fantastic player I don't think I don't think I've seen many players uh, move a ball that quick and, and the footwork is is ridiculous. The footwork is a joke. Um, he's a fantastic player, Jesse, um, and he uh, he he's one to watch out for in in non-league because he's he's a great lad and his football his football ability is is a joke. Um, so definitely for me, playing with um, Ross and playing with Jesse was was um, was a good experience. Playing against oh, it's a tough one. You come up many you come up against many good players in non-league. Um, Oh, tough one to play against. And to be fair, I mean, this is this is in training, but Joshua Sude, that hashtag, that you couldn't catch him. As soon as he knocks the ball, he's gone. You can't catch him. Obviously, he's like road runner, um, and a lot of players have uh, a lot of players have uh, come against that on, on, <laughs> on, on the pitch on a Saturday. And honestly, you get in a foot race with Josh, you're not winning it. And I can remember the first time I played with Josh it was a pre-season game. And I remember clipping the ball down the line and he was in his own half with me. He was almost near me. So I clipped the ball down the line uh, for the striker to run into. And I just remember Josh starting his run once the ball had left my foot. The ball was heading for the corner flag, that end, heading out almost. And I've never seen someone move so quick to get to the other end of the pitch and keep the ball on and somehow keep possession I've, I've never seen someone move that quick so if you come up against Josh on, on a pitch you better be uh, you better be quick because he's going to give you a torrid time 100% yeah and do you think Josh is still there with, do you know what I think he was the you know, winner um, of the hashtag academy he just stood out I mean anyone with that pace has got <laughs> you've got half a chance of getting in any team if I'm honest with that pace um yeah, no, Josh is a great, he's a great lad as well. Um, and, you know, he, he's, he's a brilliant footballer. Um, I just hope that he can, uh, he can keep that pace because uh, he, give, he gives players a horrible time on a Saturday. So, yeah, no, I like Josh. He's a good player and he's a good lad as well. Uh, fair play. In in terms of uh, when I football, when I read this question, I was like, "Oh my scored. goodness, am I going to give a am I going to give a description of me scoring a goal?" Um, I don't think I've actually scored for the last four years, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, 
and I get a lot of stick of that from from my dad. Um, my dad sort of grills me a little bit. Um, you haven't scored in four years. Uh, this and that. This and that. Especially when my brother, um, my brother's a, an attacker. So uh, when I see him scoring goals, and uh, <laughs> he uh, he comes out and says, "I've scored two. I've scored two. I've scored that trick." Um, I'm just thinking, yeah, all right, all right. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Um, but um, oh, the last goal I probably scored was when I was out on loan in pre-season, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, <laughs> that, that's the only one I can remember. Um, best <laughs> goal I've scored, though, youth level, I, I remember scoring a, a, a fair few. Um, at college level, I've scored a few as well. Um, and that's when I used to sort of just have the confidence to to ping it off the chest and and just send the volley flying. And sometimes they just fly in. Um, so, yeah, um, I can't really give... Um, <laughs> give myself a good a good viewpoint of scoring a goal but um, yeah I'd say the latest one was a few years ago out alone uh, made a run from right back uh, made made the attempt to, to join the box stayed on the edge uh, ball fell to me took one touch on my right foot um, shifted it to the left scored on the weak foot uh, in the bottom left hand corner so uh, yeah that's that's all I can give you sorry James <laughs> <laughs> that, that's yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and this but, is the well, went back. I always known for being the most prolific. The last goal time normally, to score yeah. goal was in the FA Vars uh, this season with Man Baker. Literally, it was my first competitive game back at Man Baker, and I remember taking the ball, shifting it across to the left hand side, making a run up um, the right hand side, uh, making a beaming run to the box. Ball got passed out to me, and I I hit this ball so hard. I don't, I don't know why I hit it that hard, but I hit it so hard. The keeper was beaten, but the bar must have been rattling for an extra few minutes because it just bounced out. And honestly, I was just so gutted with myself that I didn't score that goal. But uh, yeah, uh, that's the closest I've come to scoring in, in the last uh, in the last few few months. If I'm honest. <laughs> Better playing. <laughs> in terms of sort of work, work football mm-hmm. commitments, then oh, you say you're a you're a PE teacher, so you're probably you're probably working Monday to Friday, so you're Saturdays. I'm guessing the free. But what's um, it like when you're I mean, midweek game with, and you've got to work as well? With Man Baker, um, we play we ground share, um, so we we play our home games on a Friday night. Um, so for me, really, I mean. It was never, it was never really a problem of of getting out of work and um, making match day meets on time, making training on time, um, because I was lucky that I, I, you know, I get to finish not early but midway through the early stage of the afternoon um, that I could get out. Um, so it was quite nice actually. Um, there, there, was a, there was a couple of nights where you know getting out of work and traffic could be a major problem depending on where you're playing. Um, and there's a couple of times where we played up, you know, further in Essex and having to be on the M25 and, and you're sitting in traffic for, you know, hour and stuff like that. But balancing balancing work um, and training the match days, it's not really a problem for me. I mean, as a PE teacher, I mean, I can, I know I'm eating, I'm, 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 I'm keeping hydrated throughout the day. Um, so I'll try and do as, as much as that as I can during the day at work. 
to then, you know, sometimes be able to get home, have another light meal and then head to training. Some days I've had to, you know, go to training straight from work. So I'd make sure that I balance my, my eating during during work time as well. Um, but it's, it's, it's tough, especially midweek game when if it's a Tuesday or a Wednesday, um, you've got a game. The next day can be a major problem <laughs> getting up after 90 minutes, uh, a horrible 90 minutes. Um, you, you don't want to get up, especially that early as well. Um, but, you know, that's the beauty in a league. You get, you know, you get a buzzer playing a game uh, under the lights and then waking up next day with three points or, or going through to the next round of a cup is, is, just makes it even better. So, but it, it can be tough. It depends on what jobs um, people have. Uh, I know. I know. There's some people that you know never made, um, never made the meet times because they're working in London, getting trains, this, that. So it can be tough for, for some for some non-league players. Um, yeah, but luckily for me, I'm in I'm in a job where that I can balance it really well and you know manage manage myself well as well. So yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. And with being a PE teacher, would I actually you am already transitioning I've been a coach uh, for for the last five years now. Um, I coach at Tilbury Football Club um, currently at the under 18s So that age group, people think, "Oh my god, how are you doing under 18s They okay. can be a nightmare. Um, but no, I, I enjoy it. And if I can, and a lot of people have said this to me, where I'm still playing the game now. Obviously, the game is changing. Um, a lot of modern tactics are coming in. A lot of modern things are being placed in the game. I can take that and, and put it into my own training sessions for for my for my team, and um, you know, give give specific sort of um, feedback from the game I'm playing to the boys, um, and they're going out and they're doing exactly the same. And it's it must be working this year because my under 18s are uh, a top of their league and remained unbeaten all season. So. Something must be working. Um, but no, it's, it's nice to be able to coach and I, I do want to do um, the rest of my badges. Um, and after playing, it's definitely something that I want to get involved with seriously. Um, and if I can hopefully get all my badges and, and work at a pro club one day, then perfect. If not, I'm, happily, I'm happy to stay at a non-league club um, and, you know, help build, develop and, and work with the youth teams and, Fingers crossed that one day I can sort of step into to a first team management somewhere, you know. Um, but yeah, no, coaching uh, is, is a real eye opener, and it's uh, it's something that I'm developing myself with every day, really, with coaching, constant planning, um, and yeah, just just managing managing a team also gives you um, an opportunity to to push players and develop younger players because at the end of the day, you're going to be these players are going to be on on pitches, um, non league pitches. In, in, in a few years to come so um, if I can give them the best advice now then I've done a job and if I can give them the opportunities now then I've done my job also so yeah no, being a coach is good um, I enjoy it a lot, a lot of people don't but I do so yeah 100% I'll be involved with coaching after playing Coaching's a gift in my eyes I absolutely love it <laughs> Same here, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just um, before we do wrap this up, mate, I've got to ask: <laughs> yes, Have you ever I attended a West Ham versus um, Millwall game? The the latest one was the 2012 uh, Championship one at Upton Park. It was freezing cold. The famous uh, 
yes. Winston Reid goal, uh, where, where the keeper got absolutely uh, obliterated by uh, Julian Fobert. Um, that was a good game to be at. And then the one where it was 2009, I believe it was, 2009, the Carling Cup, when it was called, um, where all the riots and all the pitch invasions mm-hmm. happened. I was there for that. Um, and that was my first ever game, my first ever West Ham Millwall game. And yeah, that is just an eye opener to, to the whole entire rivalry. And yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely a spiteful one. I can say that. Um, but the atmosphere, absolutely unbelievable. Never seen Upton Park um, be that loud before. And it was, it was, it was brilliant. And to, I'll be honest, the game was, the game was brilliant as well. I know we won in extra time, but to score an equaliser in the 90th minute against them and then go and beat them in extra time was, was, was something special. So, uh, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're good games to, uh, to attend if you can. Um, it's not for everyone, but, yeah, no, that, that that was that was that was a really good game, really good game. What what is it about the two clubs that that makes everybody <laughs> see red Mate, that they, honestly, they play each the, other? Honestly, if you know the history behind it all, then uh, <laughs> then there's a lot of people that you know do do take the, the rivalry seriously, and then mm-hmm. I mean the, the pure fact we just hate each other. I think it's just you know t- as you say, history um, goes deep. Two rather dockyards, and you know that you know the strike and stuff like that. It all, it all stems back to then, um, and yeah, it's just horrible to a point where we still sing about each other now. So <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think you're going to see that game happen um, for a long while, yeah. unless it's a lucky FA Cup draw or you know a Carabao Cup draw. Then yeah, but that's the game that I think everyone sort of freezes for and wants wants to watch. So. Uh, yeah, it's definitely up there, but there's there's loads of great rivalries. But as a West Ham fan, that doesn't top that. Nothing can top that, apart from obviously playing against Spurs every now and then. But uh, but the Millwall one for me was uh, will always be uh, will always be the rivals for me. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, I mean, there's obviously not, can Millwall get promoted sometime in the future? <laughs> well, mate, not this no, season, but... obviously, but. I mean, got a, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. They're a yeah. daft side, I've got to admit. Like, sometimes they'll be up in the top half the and then they'll FA be staying well, they'll up from relegation. Um, yeah, awkward, well. Again, we, we, West Ham missed out again, didn't they? I mean, yeah. it was tough. It was last season and the season before. We went out, they went through and played the teams that West Ham had played in the previous round. So, um, we've missed out. <laughs> we've come close, shall I say. Um, but as I say, I don't think you're going to see that um, fixture for for a little while. What about your, what about football Oof, memories? There's a lot. <laughs> what are your favourite um, memories? I think, favourite football memories, I mean, watching football, <laughs> um, it'd be that final, that final game at Upton Park um, was something special. Um, and you, you couldn't write that. I mean, the result alone, you, you could not write it off that night of what happened. Um, but to, 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 to send off that ground the way, the way we did that night was, um, was, was pretty special. Um, and as I say, as I said at the start, I mean, if you've got a ground like, like Upton Park, keep it because it's, it's, it's something special. 
something special, especially under the lights. Any game under the lights is is, is brilliant. Um, but that final game against United, um, and then winning like that is just unbelievable. Um, so that's a, that's a big memory. Um, playing, playing, I think. Apart from you know, people say to me, "Oh, Old Trafford was this like it was really good," but playing um, in a big game, um, and it's not it's not even the game that won won us the league for hashtag. It was the game previously um, that was against Halstead Town, um, and I remember turning up, and I've played I've played so many non-league games, but I turn up to Halstead, um, and at first you go out there pre-match and you, you're walking around the pitch. There was hardly anyone there, like hardly any supporters there to start with. And I remember going in after the warm-up, standing in the tunnel, ready to come out, um, and the whole entire the whole entire ground was full to the brim with with supporters. Um, and honestly, when you're that, when fans are that close as well to the pitch, and you, you get a lot of stick, especially being the away the away team as well, um, it was incredible. And I think during the game they announced the attendance, and it, I think it was eight hundred and thirty three people that were there at that game. Um, and that's unheard of at, at that level at the time, and it was just absolutely insane. And to to go and win one nil there as well was even better. Um, but eight hundred and thirty three people at a game was insane, absolutely insane. And it, the atmosphere was brilliant. There was chanting, there was singing, and it was a perfect it was a perfect day for for a football match. The weather was brilliant, um, and it was a very good game of football. Um, I I. I I don't think you, you can say that when playing it. I mean, it was a horrible game to play in because it was all up in the air, physicality and tackles flying in. But, um, you know, at that, we stood tall and we had to we had to ground out a win. So we, we did that. And to do it in front of that many people was, honestly, that that'll always stick in my, my head, that game. And people always ask me why. And I can sit there for, for ages and, and talk about it. But, um, yeah, the hashtag V Halstead game, um, basically, which is the game that, Took us to to go and win the game, win the league, basically. It's always great but when you got I remember, fans there. I remember like a few alarm, minutes in, going at the head, I'll split my head open within within minutes. Um, so I was thinking, oh no, I've got to come off. Um, but I remember the physio; <laughs> he just literally slapped loads of Vaseline on, and I just remember getting through this game with with a cut head, and they're the sort of things that make it even better as well when you when you're carrying a little injury like that or a little knock like that um and you, you're grinding it out and you're getting through a 90 minutes is makes it even better so yeah but that game will always uh will always stand out for me and that's the that's the game I always go back to and watch on watch on youtube and and yeah that's that's one of my favorites <laughs> i'll have to have a look at that <laughs> what what was the feeling going around with hashtag United, so when when you needed one point to secure, yeah, yeah. promotion, um, and ha- is Harry honestly what scored the goal? I mean, that night, playing what, at that what was ground, the feeling going around? What was it like? <laughs> the ground at the time was it was horrible to play at. I mean, it was dusty. It was it was bobbly, hardly any lines. Length of grass was was unbelievable, um, and against the side that were strong were you know going to give us a really good game and I remember being a part of that goal um, obviously taking the throw in and then the ball being flicked on then knocked on to, to Harry who knocked it over the keeper and volleyed home um, honestly the, the, the buzz was absolutely unreal 
And I just remember just running from right back all the way down to the corner flag just to celebrate. And um, you look around and you see, you're seeing people jump up and down and, and jump on each other, go absolutely mad, all because we scored a goal, um, an important goal, uh, was, was brilliant. And the buzz was absolutely fantastic. Although um, Hackney Wick scores, obviously, as you say, we only, we only needed a point. Um, the game, it was a tough game, especially at 1-1, when they were coming, they was firing shots off from here and there. And we had our chances and, and we, couldn't, we couldn't convert them. But we had to really dig in and defend, and we uh, we stood our ground, stood tall, and 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 got past the got past the finish line. So, and I remember after that, the final whistle went, and every everyone just ran on supporters, um, just all just to jump in and join in the celebrations, which uh, which made it even better. So, um, yeah, the fantastic night. Uh, the club, we worked so hard to to get promoted that season. Um, and I just, as I say, I hope the club can uh, t- can replicate that in uh, in seasons to come. I I can remember watching the game on YouTube, and <laughs> you can just see in uh, what well, listen. <laughs> yeah, Spencer, no, 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 I believe I, it was I, seven commentary at the time. When the goal went, when the ball went, <laughs> went into the net, literally, I just remember turning around and I could hear him screaming. So, uh, yeah, no. Uh, it was a good night, and uh, as I say, if, if many more, many more seasons <laughs> to come, they can replicate that. Happy days. <laughs> would mind, so would mind going down do? there go, and get involved uh, in commentary? commentary. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's quite funny actually, just to just to hear the commentary and, and see see what's mentioned about yourself, or you know, just just the game in general. If it's uh, it's brilliant. Uh, I know there's a, I know there's some clubs that are out there that are doing it, um, but yeah, it does make a it just makes it a little bit special as a player, especially at non-league level. You get these little extra things, and um, yeah, I think it spurs spurs players on. So yeah, nice little things like that. And we'll wrap it up with one final question. This question we asked to all the. All the guests. My whole life. If you could sum up football <laughs> That's in it. three words. My whole life. Be? <laughs> yeah, no. Ooh, um, now you're talking. Honestly, oh, that one was wrong. Cheers. No, but honestly, it's, one, um, it's <laughs> I like every it. single day as soon as I finish work. It is football, football, <laughs> football. Um, and it's it's all, it's, it's my brother as well. He's literally the same. He's constantly football, football, football. So um, I think... I think it's just yeah, my whole life if I'm honest, and it's non-stop. It's non-stop, but I wouldn't change it. Um, we all love the game, and I'd love to do it every single day for a job. So if I can continue to build it myself, and hopefully get an opportunity one day to to play in the pro game, then you know I'll make sure that I can try and keep that as a status. So, um, but yeah, no, for me now it's about working and uh, developing myself to to get to that to get to that level. And we wish Thank you all the best in, in pursuing that game. Yeah. And we hope you do go yeah. far. <laughs> you just imagine, mate. Just, just imagine. <laughs> oh, Brogan scored! Uh, that's it. In the 92nd minute run, and Millwall are going down. I'll run down to the away end, not a problem. Um, no, do you know what? Actually, <laughs> you can say my second name right as well. A lot of people get that wrong, so uh, 
a few days. I haven't had to correct you on that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's brilliant. But no, that uh, happens to me. Yeah, cheers for having me on. I really appreciate it. Enjoyed that tonight. Enjoyed that. <laughs>